Yahoo! Misa named Jaja Binks, my the most famous gangan in all of the Naboo. Used to re listen to the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. It's the biggest bombad podcast in all of the galaxy. Mine thinks keep you so younglings away from it. This guy's no good. Just like in the prequels. <laughs> But you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be Everyone, welcome to episode number 243 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney. From parks to movies to dining, we'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their booze. I'm Mikey. Tonight, I have got the entire crew here. We've got Adam. Yo. Tim. Hello. Maria. What's up? One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> He's retaining water. I'm not. What are you talking about? What was that scream spoof movie? Scary, scary movie? movie. Scary movie. That's what you sounded like. Yeah. It is scary movie two. <laughs> scary movie three. And scary movie four. Okay. What scream number are they all to? Or are they on like scream five. again now? No, I think it's they're like... on like scream five. And they brought Nev Campbell back. And she yeah. is. And she quit. Wait. Isn't what? Isn't Nev Campbell? Yeah, I know what you did quit. last summer. No, no, no that was that's Jennifer, Jennifer Love, Love Hewitt. Hewitt. Yeah. Ooh, this guy, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Never. <laughs> that's hey. <laughs> I wasn't going to say what I did last summer, but but that was that was the only part of the movie I remember is when she runs out the road and I'm like, holy cow, she's retaining water. <laughs> Scream if you know what you did last summer when I arrived at my final destination. Don't be a menace to society when you're drinking your gin and juice in the hood. Mm-hmm. No, it's don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice. He's doing oh. what you did, combining movie titles together. Yeah, but I did it better. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Divert attention. Mikey, what are you drinking? Oh, God, I don't go first with this. Yeah. Well, Maria, I had a, a great friend of mine give me a beer out of Bloomington, Indiana, because he had to go up there for work, and he came home with many of these fancy... Listen, that's a fancy... That's a fancy-ass oh, label yeah. on that. That's a fancy... Yeah. Bottle had wires and corks and shit on it. Wow. It looked like, it looked like one of the Saw movies. Um, it really makes the fame uh, fancy... Here's your one chance. I will sing the whole fucking song, Adam. <laughs> and then I will go right into th- uh, fucking That's the Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. It'll be a fucking Reba Medley. <laughs> Are you going to end with I'm a Survivor? <laughs> no. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, um, it's by Upland Brewing Company. It's a uh, sour ale. Yeah. Um, but they they age it in uh, fucking barrels of fruit. It's fr- it's a fruited sour ale, and this one is a peach, and uh, it's it's really good. I don't have the sour ales very often because of the pucker face. I was just gonna ask: is it is it, it super sours. sour? 
It's not super sour because peaches aren't a sour fruit. That no. doesn't mean anything, though. They doesn't can mean anything. It's how they... Then yeah. I don't... I have found that I can't... Because they ferment the sugars. I can't do a whole lot of sour beers unless they are a more mellow type of fruit. I just don't like that. Or like that. a sour that has lactose in it, too. That's that's usually that, not too bad. Yeah. Those I can do, but I just I don't can do like those. them. I, I have learned to like some of them. Mm-mm. Your taste doesn't... Uh, Maria, we've seen what you drink. I... Mm. <laughs> Wow. Only what she drinks on the show. Yeah. She... No, I drink the same stuff in real life. Not, like, yeah. not like no. it's like, you know, like real life. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this is fake. With your Dr. No. Pepper spritzers that you concoct over hey, there or whatever. listen. In Italy, they mix red wine with cola. I just want you to know that. Yes. Very frequently. But it's like regular cola and not Dr. Pepper. That's... Okay. Well, at least Dr. Pepper's based off of prunes. The, That's a fruit. It's it's what? What? Yep. Yep. You don't know your Dr. <gasps> Dr. Pepper lore. No, it's not. I don't need to know my Dr. Pepper lore. Maria, what are you drinking? Um, well <laughs> Oh, it's prune juice. God, let it, it be is, some sun sweet. It is not. Nope. It's not it's not a prune juice. Um, it is summertime, and therefore the seltzer variety packs are back. In many different flavors and that hints the variety brands. Yes, um, not the pack so part. I have I have the summer drink truly mix whatever. So nice. right now I have a pina colada style, which is um, do you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain? And then my next one is an orange peach fizz. So. Well, um, they're good. I like them. Good. I'm glad you, you yeah. got it in a cooler. I do. It's my lunch bag. It's got it's a n- big lunch bag. It's got nice pack in it. Uh, not too. Not really. Actually. I mean, sandwich and some chips. You could. Dan, what you drinking? Lately, we've been on this variety pack from Goose Island. Well, thank God it's not a seltzer. No. no. Nope. Would never do that. So this one is 9.9% of goodness called Tropical Beer Hug. Oh. It's an Imperial IPA. Isn't it Tropical Bear Hug? No, Tropical Beer Hug. There's a bear on the channel. There's a bear on it. There's a bear on all of them, but it's Tropical Beer Hug. But it's Goose Island? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yep. Aren't they like a subsidiary or something of Anheuser? I Under the Budweiser umbrella? Don't know. My wife cured one of the plants, and she brought me a mixer pack that she, and in one of the one of them was a Goose Island beer. So I, I just, I was just wondering. It was very. I, I swear it was fucking dark, and it was one of those uh, whiskey barrel aged. Mm, not from Goose Island. Goose Island's not usually Goose IPA. Island. Okay. Yeah, they're mostly IPAs. Well, then actually, I, it's in Fort Collins, so it might be Coors. Okay, well then I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, which is fine. It's a brewery in Chicago. Uh, this one here says Colorado. Spoke to Weimar Brothers was a Brewery Greek in 2006. Weimar. Anyway. All it says at the bottom of the webpage I'm looking at is do not share with minors. So I hope you're all being responsible. 
Yeah, I island. don't even have a pickaxe, so we're good. Adam, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, we are drinking the same beer, even though, oh. like, I have four that, other that ones. That explains the two straws. We both decided to choose the same one to start out with because it's the highest, I think, alcohol content. What are the other ones you have? Oh, fuck. He's going to say it's only eight. It's beer. Oh, good. Hazy, hazy beer hug. Oh, There's a hazy IPA. Love hazy IPA. Yeah. And we have secret beer hug. Yes. Oh, it's just in a random don't tell can. Anybody. You don't know what it is. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Oh, it's a secret beer hug. He oh, says, okay. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Shh, to keep it a oh, secret. And then what we have wrong with Maria? beer hug for the eighties. You know, it's the secret hugs your uncle used to give you. Oh no. Oh. This is kind of hazy. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. 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 <laughs> That's although, so bad. Oh my god. Although Shipyard has some really fucking good beers that I'm gonna try to get around here they for do. the barbecue. Oh, what, 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 what do brought? they have right now? Oh, man, I can't remember all their fucking. I we had one collection, and I know we'll have to go up to Holly. The girls are screaming at me right now because I really liked it. It was like a bunch of fruited beers. There was a blueberry that didn't taste obnoxiously blueberry. Oh, see, I would like that because. Uh, was it... it? It's hit or miss. You either get like something that tastes like a, like a, someone took like a blueberry fucking wine cooler and poured it yeah, into it, a, it, a wheat beer. Actually good. Was it a lemonade blueberry? No. So I saw that one today, but I don't know who made it. But that when you said blueberry, that was the first thing that popped into no. my head. Welcome to We Look Up Alcohol. Yeah, right. <laughs> hosted by Three Sheets to Mouse. We're just going to look shit up and, it, and read not, the web pages, which is basically what we're going to do anyway. Recently brought. Well, not recently, but they merged, I guess you would call it, maybe. Oh, did they? Another With another one. Oh, beard. I didn't know that. It's not, I'm not going to fucking remember. I drink a shit ton, so. Was it Chipyard? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> yeah, it was um, Chipyard. We went to the brewery. You went to Harpoon. We went to Harpoon. Harpoon, not Chipyard. Oh, Jesus hey. Christ. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you typically you launch a Harpoon off the ship. So, that is true, and it was I've... in the shipyard. Right. So... And there was a lot of alcohol involved that day. I, I believe I can use the, uh, the Latin ipso facto. Adam was adjacent. Yes. All right, then. So where is this train headed? I think this train is headed to Destination Father's Day. And I just closed that window. Destination Dad. <laughs> Destination D. Welcome to D23 of Dads. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I am concerned. Don't be. No, you're good. Don't be. Don't be. It'll all come back around. You're fine. Soon. It won't. No, it never does. Not. That's why I don't know. Well, I mean, what the hell good is a trip if you if you have to come back where you started? Okay. That's what usually happens when you take a trip. Hmm. Unless you buy two one-way tickets. Yeah, unless you're married. Well, if the second one-way ticket is back to where you bought the first one-way ticket, then I guess you're okay. It wasn't, so... Well, oh, 
Was it was it the two same way tickets? It was. Well, that's yeah, fucking stupid. Heard this story. You were there for this. We're not going to rehash we it. We just literally talked Let's about go. it like two episodes ago. <laughs> that's true. Okay, Father's Day is coming up, and maybe we'll get this out beforehand. But we don't. Uh, we're not known for being punctual on shows related to not calendar really. events. <laughs> I mean, we, we recorded our this, Black History Month in March, so, you know, it's, it's fine. We are. We just did our Christmas show last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and this one's Super two weeks in on the that. making already. It was um, more than that. So more than that. For, for what it's worth, we, one in April. <clears throat> we tried. We tried. <laughs> I was UFO. Beers. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but you're all boring me, so I still looked it up. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, God. So instead of um, thinking about, I don't know, I, I don't know what, what, like, I, I, was I don't know how to Father's explain Day what episode. we're doing right now yeah, at all. I mean, we're, we're looking at <laughs> actors f- from, that have been in Disney movies, but also were dads in those Disney movies. Except for mine. I think. Yeah, no, yes, he was. He was a dad in both in, in several of his, yeah. yeah. In two. One of the his movies, show, he was, yeah. His, his movie. He, some, he said movies. Yeah, well, well, okay. His movie, he's that, he's that in, in his Stage and screen. Movie. There, I covered on my fucking bases. His most yes. popular movies is a cartoon character. No. No. Yes. Toy Story? Uh, now, now you're, listen. Now you're giving alert. it away. We're giving it away. I'm sorry. But he did do that flick with Kirstie Alley. <laughs> You're right, he did. I know. <laughs> and the one where he gained some weight. Uh-huh. And then lost it. But then gained yep. it. Fell and then roof. lost Fell it. And then lost it. And then gained it. Yeah. See. Gained some really weight when he got married, so. That, you know, that is some. That is a whole that, person. That, that's range is what that's talent. He's like mm. a Vin Diesel. Jesus. Who's not? Oh, I guess he is Disney. Yeah, with the Groots. Anyway, that's that's Tim's movie. So we are going to be just looking at some. He played a dad. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See? What? I'm lost. Don't question. Just go with it. Yeah. Dads from Disney flicks. And, and dads in real and stuff life. Stuff like that. And, and, Dad's in real life. Yep. With Disney ties. I don't know. This yeah. Maria put four fucking actors or five actors mm-hmm. on a sheet and we all picked one. If I'm being honest. It was four. You're right. <laughs> You're right. But there's but there's five. Oh no, it is four. No, there's only four of us. Yeah, I Wow. Dude, this, this is a very sour ale. Yeah. I don't brain so sour. You're seeing you're seeing eyes are puckering. I don't know. What... Wait, I'm, 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 I'm seeing double. Which one of us do you see double of? Me. Oh. Because I'm in this that's... window and that window, so that's gotcha. why I thought five. Okay. Who who want who, who so, wants to share with the class first? So I mean, we... because there's been a lot of actors in Disney movies playing fatherly figures and stuff like that. I imagine even yes. old Fez Parker was a dad at some point. Uh, he, I, I think so. Was he not a dad in Davy Crockett? I don't remember. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure he probably was. Little little Um, little little rockets. So, should we tell the four that we picked from, or should we keep it a surprise? Keep it a surprise until you gotta keep it a surprise because I have a whole lead up. Oh, okay. Well. I ain't got shit for mine. I will. I'll go first then, because mine. <laughs> Adam I think, should go in the middle. Yeah. So we can um, kind of bookend is not shit. I think out of all four of our picks, I think mine is the only one that is not still walking this earth. Um. So I will go first if that's okay. So I covered. I didn't hear any dissent in that, so I'm just gonna go. Um. So I changed I, my mind. I should go first. I you can suck my dick. Uh, I chose Fred McMurray. Out. <laughs> I'd it's, like to see that. <laughs> you you want to see my penis? Yes. As a matter of fact, I would. My li- He's upstairs watching the kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to call Todd to come downstairs. Hold on. Oh boy. <laughs> I uh, chose Fred McMurray. And. I chose him specifically. Like when when we kind of put this list together, I was like, "Oh my god, I want I want to talk about Fred McMurray." There there wasn't a we. There wasn't a we in this. Okay, that's true. When I put the list together, when I said, "Hey, you built it around Fred McMurray," choose from these. Um, I put Fred McMurray on because growing up, I would watch a lot of the old Disney movies, like some of the live action Disney movies that you know were filmed in the '60s and '70s. And he was in a lot of the movies that I watched growing up. So, uh, no, he wasn't. Well, yeah, yeah, yes, he was. Okay. He was in six. We just did it. He was in six of them. I don't even know who he is. What? Yes, you do. Yes, I I don't know the name. I don't know the name. You would know the face. If you ever watched My Three Sons? Uh, yeah, all the time. Okay. That's That's Fred Fred McMurray. McMurray. The dad. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. No, the youngest son. No, no, this is no, yes. Well, fucking, dad. I don't know. <laughs> Are you, we might be spoiling, alerting Maria's. That's okay. I, guy, I so. won't. Um, yeah, I won't. I won't give too much away. <clears throat> okay. Um, so he was born Frederick Martin McMurray in Illinois in 1909. Uh, growing up, his parents and he moved around a little bit, but the family was always rooted in like performance arts and music um he had his dad's sister his aunt on his dad's side was a vaudeville actress and so he grew up with um thespianism and thespian that's very progressive for 19 yeah the thespian anyway um he learned than being a thespian (laughs) nothing better um (laughs) He learned to play a bunch of instruments growing up, which included the saxophone, the violin, and the baritone horn. He grew up and received a full scholarship to college. Um, He went to Carroll College in Wisconsin, but he didn't graduate because he started singing with a band while he was in college, and the band started to book gigs. And so instead of going to class, he... He became a little absent-minded. Yeah, a little bit. Um, So he became, after he dropped out of college, he became a vocalist with the Gus Arnheim Orchestra. Um, Before he got to film, he became a Broadway actor 
um, in the late 20s, early 30s. And he shared the Broadway stage with Bob Hope, which was one of the biggest uh, stars that he acted with at the time. Um, In 1936, before he really got into acting as his primary job, he married his first wife, Lillian Lamott, and they adopted two children. Um, It didn't say, like, why they decided to adopt. It was just like, that's what they wanted to do. Like, they knew that they wanted to have kids. They knew they wanted to adopt, and that was just it. So they adopted two girls. Um, And it was so funny because this is... Then I came across this little tidbit here that doesn't have anything to do with Disney, but it was so interesting to me that when you go and look at the picture of this comic character, you're like, oh my gosh, that is absolutely Fred McMurray in cartoon form. So in 1939, the writer of uh, Captain Marvel saw a young Fred McMurray on film and thought that he would make a really good superhero. So the artist used Fred McMurray as the model for Captain Marvel, which was later, the name was later changed. It's now Shazam. They made that movie a couple of years ago, which was absolutely horrible. Um, And now DC Comics owns the Shazam. I thoroughly enjoyed the Shazam movie. It's okay. okay. I mean, you're allowed to be wrong. It's fine. Um, it's a DC movie. It cannot be all that good. No, it's the only. Yeah. It's, it's like one of the only ones that's been worth a damn lately. Mm-hmm. It was lighthearted and funny. I liked it. So then he started to get into acting, and it took a while for him to actually become part of the Disney company, the Walt Disney Company. But before he was with Disney. Um, McMurray filmed movies with some of Hollywood's biggest actors. So he shared the screen with Humphrey Bogart, Marlena Dietrich. Um, I mentioned Bob Hope earlier. He was in a movie with him. Catherine Hepburn. Just all of these great actors and actresses of the 1930s, 40s, and early 50s. Um, Because of his consistent work in Hollywood, he became one of the highest paid actors at the time and even though a lot of his roles were not leading roles like he wasn't the leading man in many of these films but he was such a consistent box office draw that he became one of the highest paid actors at that time and he was paid $420,000 for a film which to today's standard equates to $8.6 million damn now damn that is obviously much less than what leading actors get paid today. But that tells you how inflated the paychecks are now yeah. as opposed to what they were in the 30s and 40s. But it was also the Great Depression, World War II, like all of this stuff was happening and he was still getting that amount of money per film. Um which tells you a little bit about his his box office straw. In 1953, after he had established himself as a, a consistent actor in Hollywood, his first wife, Lillian, passed away from cancer. Um, 
you have we have to remember that this was a time when men were not single fathers and so it was always you need a wife in the house you need a mother in the house to help raise the children so he actually got remarried very quickly um within that next year he was already married to his second wife uh her name was june haver 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 i don't know how you say it and then together they were married in in 54 in 56 they adopted two more children um they were twins it was a boy and a girl and then his first Disney film came in 1959. This was one of the first live action films that I remember watching on the Disney Channel when we finally got it in our house. It was The Shaggy Dog. It is the story. I love this movie. If I haven't watched it in so long and I really need to go back and rewatch it because it's so fun. I do remember how fun it is. Um It's the story of a boy who is transformed into a dog because of a magical ring. Uh, Wilby, who is the son, is misunderstood by his father, Wilson. Wilby likes to invent some zany things. Wilson is allergic to dogs and recently a retired mailman. Wilby comes home. Yeah, yeah, that's the remake. (laughs) They did do a remake of that. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Wilby comes home from a visit to a museum with a cursed ring in the cuff of his pant leg after colliding with the table. He discovers the ring, recites the inscription, and poof, he is a big, shaggy shepherd dog. By the end of the movie, Wilson learns to accept his crazy son for who he is and learns that dogs aren't so bad after all, even though he's allergic. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Such a great movie. So funny. Um, 1961, he probably does his most notorious film for Disney. He plays Professor Ned Brainard in The Absent-Minded Professor. Notorious? Yeah. Most like, famous. Like, yeah. Notorious? Like his... <laughs> most famous role. Yeah, his... Notable? Is yeah. notable, notable what we're looking for? Yeah, I don't, don't think... Don't just yeah. shirk it off notorious. like it's the same damn <laughs> thing as notorious. notorious is the right word you're looking for there. Why not? It's all synonyms. It no, I know what uh, notorious means. Do you? It means normally, it, no, it, the, the, the correct definition is famous for being bad. Yeah, or being notorious bad. is like, not the word you were looking for there. I do not think that means what you think it means. Yeah. Okay. Notorious so, is not is like known for it being bad. Like his yeah. most it's notorious for being bad. No, well, his most famous notable. and well known typically for some bad quality or deed. Yeah, no. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, Mary Muffin. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the English teacher didn't know that. Listen, today was the last day of school, and at 2.30, my brain went off. Maria, if we recorded this episode the middle of the school year, you would have still said notorious. Uh, yeah. My brain would still be off. I don't know what you're trying to prove here. You're, you just proved that when I'm not in the school building, my brain is turned off. Thank you very much for supporting my argument. I appreciate it for you agreeing with me. Um, he is this absent-minded professor, Ned Brainard. No, you you did just go with it. No, no. we just watched this movie. The oh, other did night. you really? Yes. That's for for Mussolini. So great. Um, it is a movie about a brilliant but sometimes daft genius who invents a substance called flubber or flying rubber. 
Uh, because of his excitement, Ned forgets to attend his own wedding. <laughs> for, for the third time. For the third for the time. Third time. <laughs> <laughs> um, after, the, after this wedding fiasco, a bunch of smaller plots take up the rest of the film. But in the end, Ned gets back his girl while also proving that his flubber can help cars fly. I do love that movie. It, um, it's still one of my favorite movies. It's so it's good. Just, it's just a fun it's movie just, to watch. I feel like at this point in time, Disney did a really good job at like light-hearted, humorous, a little bit of slapstick, but not overly ridiculous kind of I stuff. Mean, I mean, they were they were not serious films but, at all. But, they were. I fun. mean, when you look at the time, it would have been right. ridiculous. Right. So I right. mean. They're also timeless because the jokes still land. The jokes are still relevant. There's nothing that was pop culture only relevant at the time it was filmed. Right. Everything still is funny and it still makes sense. It was it was like a situational comedy is what they were doing all the way yeah. through there almost. You know, because that that's why it's so relatable. This scene, something happens and the next, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with what model car he was flying. No, yeah. The Model it, T. It was... Model T. It was... They're such good movies, um, and really just appropriate for any age group. Like I could let the boys watch these, and yeah. I would be totally okay with anything that's in them. Um, but they're still interesting for us as adults. So the funny thing is, though, is on Disney Plus right now they don't have the colorized version on it. Really? Only yeah. the black. Yeah, only the black and white. The original. Interesting. So the colorized version didn't come out until I think '97. I don't remember. It was it one of the came first out, ones. Yeah, it came to out get when the colorized. DVD came right, out. Right, yeah. So that would have been, yeah, that would have been about 97. Interesting. Um, in 1963, Fred reprised his role as Professor Brainard in Son of Flubber. Uh, this was one of the first sequels I can remember watching as a mm-hmm. kid. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they had sequels to movies before this. I, I you know, it's. A sequel is not something new in the in the 60s, but this is the first one that I can remember watching that I realized it was a sequel to something. Um, so this is about how Flubber became a gaseous substance that now can make more than just having cars fly. Uh, it can help athletes in their games and competitions. It can create clouds to help with um, some shade. They did that in the first oh, I was they? just going to say, the athletes? Yeah. yeah. Put it on the oh, I don't remember that part. the basketball player's feet. Oh, I thought that was the second one. No, that's the first oh, one. Oh, well, then what's the, what is the, because they said something about, the plot said something about a basketball game. That's is that the, first the second one, one too? Well, it's the first one. It's the first one. I don't, I don't remember, remember the Oh, you know one. what? The I think one... the second one is a football game then. It might be. Okay, I think maybe I mixed them. I thought they were both in the same film. Um, But the gas can even make it rain in someone's car when he's trying to steal your wife away from you. This man loses more wives and girlfriends. Well, if you didn't forget your fucking wedding three times in a row, you jackass. That wasn't the first. That was the first. No, I know that was the first one. So, but he's already married in the second one. It's the same guy, though, is it not? It's the same guy. I don't know if it's the same girl. I think it is. It's the same wife. I don't know if it's the same actress playing the wife. Yes. Um, But yeah, I need to go back and watch that one again. (laughs) 
1966 was another Disney film. It was called Follow Me Boys. I haven't seen this one, so I had to, I had to do a little bit of digging about this one. Um, this was the last film produced by Walt Disney because he passed away two weeks after the production of this movie was completed. So the film is about uh, Lem, a saxophonist who decides to settle down in a sleepy town. One of the town's most eligible bachelorettes is trying to think of clubs to keep the young boys off of the streets. (laughs) So Lem volunteers to be the scout leader of the new Boy Scout troop for the town. Um, because that'll definitely keep them off the streets. Uh, hilarity ensues. And since this is Walt's last produced film, I will let you guess who was one of the young boys in the scout troop. I won't give it away. And then... 19- Peter Pan. Are we supposed yeah. to fucking guess? I was supposed yeah, are you to guess? Just gonna I mean, go uh, what what the, the hell? No, because we're God. going to be talking about him later. Oh, so I would have been right. Oh. Yes, you would have been right. All right, there. Uh, Bert Truffles. 1967, McMurray stars in The Happiest Millionaire. I remember watching this one, and as I was reading the plot, I was like, holy shit, I totally remember the alligator and the conservatory part. Um, It's a musical comedy featuring music from the Sherman Brothers, and McMurray plays an eccentric millionaire, Anthony Biddle, who welcomes a new butler into his home. Uh, the butler soon learns about Biddle and his boxing and Bible school, which is in the stables <laughs> on the grounds of the home, and uh, also encounters the alligator that is living in the conservatory. That's eccentric. That is eccentric. And then uh, his last Disney film was in 1973. It was Charlie and the Angel. He plays a hardware store owner whose relationship with his children and wife, and his wife is played by Cloris Leachman in this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at pictures. She, she's so heartwarming. She, well, she is something. Um, I, was looking at, <laughs> I was looking at pictures from this movie. She was, like, I don't know why I, I seem so shocked by it, but, like, she was beautiful. Yes. She was she was a beautiful mm-hmm. young actress. Like she was a looker. She was so funny to see like how. Don't you fucking say what happened? I, no, don't no, no, you no, just, no, no. Don't you no, say no, what how happened. she played such you, like crotchety, like I don't want to say gross, but like that's that's what she ended up playing as she got older. Just these crotchety women, these these roles well, that it's... like it's, it's so funny. But anyway, so so that was his wife in uh, Charlie and the Angel. His daughter decides to elope with her boyfriend, who is a new boyfriend, um, which, again, is going to be one person that we talk about later, so I won't give it away. Uh, And McMurray, whose character is named Charlie Appleby, is visited by a shabby-looking angel to let him know that his time on Earth is soon going to be up and that he needs to make amends with his loved ones before it's time for him to go. After this film... McMurray did one or two more, and then he pretty much retired from acting. Um, After his film career, Fred became the fourth richest person in the United States because he took the money from his acting career and he reinvested it in real estate, 
in Southern California, and then also bought the McMurray Ranch in Northern California. And that ties into our previous episode. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really wanted to, when he bought the ranch in, in Northern California, he really wanted to make sure that the land paid for itself. So he raised cattle, which was highly sought after for its beef uh, because it was Angus cattle. Uh, He had alpacas. He planted crops. He had all of this different stuff going on on this ranch. And it was a huge plot of land. Um, So he had the room to do all of this. After he made the ranch a profitable business, he then went back and negotiated for a percentage of the gross income from all of his films. So, adding the six that he did for Disney, the number of films that he starred in from the beginning of his career to the end was 87 films. So he negotiated with each of those movie companies for a percentage of the gross income from each of those films, um, which added up to a pretty penny. So all of that together made him one of the wealthiest men in the United States. Um, In 1987, tying it back to Disney, Fred McMurray became the first recipient of the title Disney Legend for his roles in those six Disney films that we mentioned. Uh, that day, he rode down Main Street in Disneyland in a car with a shaggy dog sitting next to his side. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty, like, the the pictures are really stinking cute. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, in November of 91, after a decade-long battle with leukemia, Fred passed away. After his death, the McMurray Ranch was preserved and bought by the Gallo Wine family, they are the ones who planted the vineyards on the property and began the McMurray wine label. Today, his daughter, Kate, from his second marriage, uh, lives on the ranch still and is engaged in Sonoma's thriving wine community. Um, I tried to look up if Kate had any children. I don't. I wanted to say siblings. That's not what I was looking for. Um, <laughs> if Kate had any children that... Like, once she passes away, that it would be passed along to one of those kids. But I couldn't find, and like, there's no information on her that Trying I Trying to get find. in the will? Uh, I think that ship has sailed. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he is definitely one of the fond memories I have from my childhood is watching his movies. So, I don't know. That's why I wanted to talk about him. Who's next? Who wants to follow that up? I don't have anything near as much detail on mine. That's okay. To honestly be fair, I didn't even realize he was a dad in one of my movies because I never bothered seeing the movie. (laughs) So. (laughs) That's okay. We'll tell you if you're wrong. Oh, I know I'm wrong. We'll fill in the gaps. Uh, I, I, I mean, I maybe have I have very little. 
that's all right. You want to go next then? So you want to go next then? No, I'll get done with this. So I actually have Tim Allen, which the funniest thing I found out about him is his real name. That's not his name? No. Oh, I didn't his know that. His real name is Timothy Allen Dick. Dick. I probably would have dropped <laughs> my <laughs> dick and gone with Allen as well. So, so his actual name is Tim Dick. Okay. <laughs> I told you to stop calling me that. <laughs> not my name. It is if um, he wants it to be. God, if his or, first name was Richard, that'd have been great. Richard Dick. Dick Dick. Dick Dick. Dick Dick. Dick Dick. Dick Dick. He's a kid. They call him Dicky Dick. Well, actually, but his initials have been dad then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Ooh. But now it's Tad, which I don't know is. Is that. that that's not that, good that, either. That sounds like a trust fund baby <laughs> asshole that you want to yes. punch right in the old dick hole. Well, still works. Yeah. Well, he was born on June 13th, 1953. And I, we all know his most famous TV role was obviously Tim the Two-Man Taylor on Home Improvement. And that ran from 1991 through 1999. And he plays a dad on the ABC Fox sitcom, Last Man Standing. That ran from 2011 to 2021. And as we all know... He voices Buzz Lightyear for the Toy Story franchise. And that's still continuing at this point because he actually has done some it of the movies. Be over. And... No, I'm talking about like because he'll voice video games. Oh, okay. Some of the video games uses his vo- use the voice and some of the shorts. That all allows. Yes. I want to so, say. Like, Tom Hanks, he doesn't farm the little stuff out to his brother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So before that, he was just a regular struggling comedian. Who did the route? So, there's really not all that much from from him. We know Two Man from like he was a main part of the Friday Night lineup on ABC for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he actually starred in a little movie called The Santa Claus. Don't know if anybody's seen that. Fucking or not. love that movie. Nah. <laughs> oh god, I, I love it, it so much. I, I do just want to. I just want to say. It gets a lot of uh, respect from me for maintaining the same cast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even when the boy turned into a fucking sixteen-year-old, uh, they, they 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 just kept it yeah, all the way through, and and I gotta love that for it, man. And I mean, it kept Judge Reinhold's career alive. I so. love Reinhold so much. I mean, he also starred in this family comedy called Jungle to Jungle. With Jonathan Taylor Thomas Light. I have no fucking idea what this movie it is. It was like it was like you ordered Jonathan Taylor Thomas on Wish, and that's the kid you got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's true. Yeah, I, I know nothing it was, at all about that. It was something about he went to, he had an ex-wife or something, and the ex-wife passed away, and so he went over to, he he had a son with her, but she took the son when she left the country. So he went to go collect the son, and it's a kid that like literally grew up in the jungle. And then, like moved the to, and then they move to, and then they he brings him to New York City. So it's jungle to jungle, concrete jungle, concrete. Jungle. Oh, yeah. play on words. Yeah, I see yeah, what you yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the only really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. The only part of this movie I remember is something about a blow dart. And that's about it. 
That's all I got. I would imagine Tim Allen got shot with said blow dart. I think and he did. <laughs> some slapstick yeah. hilarity ensued because, you know. Yeah. So that's pretty much mm, it. Sure. Yeah. Didn't see it. Probably won't ever see it or don't have any plans on seeing it. I think I sort of saw it. I think I sort of saw it too. No, no clue what it is. Okay, can, cannot confirm. No. I, I remember no like a like a big tribal shield, but that may have just been from the poster. No, I think you're, yeah. I think it was on the poster, actually. Well, there you go. I saw the poster. Probably when I went to see something else. There you go. Okay, so following that, in 1997, he came back to Santa Claus for, for 2002. And he re did a remake of The Shaggy Dog, which I'm not going to bother with the plot because Marie already explained it. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and it was then, just so much more bad when he did it. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't as good. It was not good. Well, and it, in in the Shaggy Dog remake, it was the dad that became the Shaggy Dog, not no, the son. Didn't bother seeing it. <laughs> there's another one like that. There's no need. It didn't make blip. And then of course Santa Claus Three. Um, he was actually in 1999. He was named Disney Legend. And he actually claimed the legend for he actually claimed the record first for the shortest time between his first contribution for Disney in 1991 to when he actually got his legend status. Um, later, he would be beat out by Phil Collins in 2002. Um, most recently, he's been attached to the clauses, which is supposedly coming out soon ish. Maybe this year, maybe not. It is going to be a TV series based around the Santa Claus 3. Well, taking place after the Santa Claus 3. It looks like they kept the same wife, from what I read. Oh. Yeah. Mrs. Claus. I yeah. mean, that would yeah, yeah, be yeah. a kind That's... of fucked up thing to kind of recast Mrs. Claus. I don't think that would go well. <laughs> um, and that is rumored to have wrapped already and should be debuting sometime on Disney Plus this winter. Um... He was married to Laura, Laura Devel, Devel, whatever, on April 1984, and they have a daughter, Catherine, was born in December 1989. They legally separated in 1999, and the divorce was finalized in 2003. He then married actress Jane Hadjuk, fucking J in it, on October 7, 2006, and... They also have a daughter, Elizabeth, who was born in March 2009. So really, all there really is about him. I mean, we know he's been in a lot of trouble before, and he has cleaned himself and gotten himself better. But there's really not too much detailed as to... Like, we all know his movies. I don't, I'm pretty sure I don't have to go into detail on the Santa Claus or what... Toy Story is, because I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if, if you, don't you don't know what, know what these know things those. are. Yep. If you don't know what the fuck Toy Story is, you need to reevaluate yeah, your you're life. You're living under a rock. Yep, stop listening right now. Just for the, for the record, she did not say, ask you if you know what the fuck a Toy Story is. No. What a fuck Toy Story is. Or I guess you, you kind of slurred it all together, Oh, did Maria. I? Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, no, she didn't. No, no. she didn't. You're the only no, one she who did that, so you need... You're slurring your hearing. Well, you are slurring your hearing. Are you blind in your ears, just like you are your eye? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. 
He's hearing five of us now. Yeah. I am deaf out of my last eye. He's hearing eye. 37 of us, actually. <laughs> he's hearing fuck. That means he's probably just frustrated. So. Yep. <laughs> Quick poll. Um, my, my wife is very upset that he's not voicing Buzz Lightyear in the Lightyear movie. Are y'all okay with it? Okay. Oh, this yes, guest, of course. Because it makes sense. Absolutely. It sense. It's a it's a whole nother show. Well, no, I, no, no, I no, no, no. But it makes the reason why it makes sense is because how often do actual characters voice their toys? Right. Right. He's playing the actual Buzz Lightyear character, not the toy version. Right. Of no, the no, character. I'm, right. I'm with you guys. She, she just like <laughs> I, I, it's not Tim. I will. I wouldn't expect it to be Tim Allen. No. Because. This is the movie that the toy was based off of. I also like it because it seems like it's a very different character than what, how we know. it's played. Yes. So it makes and sense. Kiki, Kiki Palmer's in it. Yes. I love Kiki Palmer. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about her except the... She's very good. Stephanie's you... brother-in-law absolutely loves everything she's tied to. I said, have you You're seen... you watch the Disney Food Challenge show? Oh yeah. I have not seen that. Oh, it's so oh, good. And if you have HBO Max, you gotta watch Legendary. Oh, well, I haven't third, seen that only either. On the third, the third season. season. The third season she's on. All right. I don't watch TV. The first two, but the first two seasons is Megan these Stallions. So oh nice. I like Megan this Stallion a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but joke. yeah, with that well, okay, so now I have to add things to my watch list. Mm. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. No, I mean, like, maybe, not right this second. Maybe read I'm not gonna a do thesaurus it. or a dictionary Listen, while you're at it. Listen, fuck you, Mikey. Okay. She's infamous for that. She is. Notorious. Notorious. Infamous basically means that's Those are synonyms. Synonyms. Yeah, like breakfast rolls. They're cinnamons. Synonyms. rolls. Fuck. I mean, I really don't have much on Tim Allen. That's all that I really could find. I looked in a whole bunch of different places. I guess he's gone kind of private, which makes sense with our well, like 24-7 news cycle. Yeah. I think we're going to find that with a lot of do. actors going forward. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I mean, kudos for him. Well, to, I mean, he made his that. mistakes early on, and he's learned from them. Yeah. And if anything he's learned from that is to keep his shit out of the public eye and be private. Yeah. And I, I respect that. He was definitely a staple of my Friday nights for yes. most, it was most of the 90s. Yeah. That's what we did. I mean, that was like must-see television there because Absolutely. you had, you had uh, Home Improvement. I think Family Ties, family ties. was coming no, on. No, family, Gu- uh, family, family Guy. Not Family Guy. Family Matters. Family matters. Family Jesus. Matter. It wasn't Family, family ties. ties. I would also watch Family Ties. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But that was a, that was that over was the by 80s. That point. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was well yeah, over. I, I know. I'm just saying I would watch it too. I, I don't know if um, Step Boy by Step World. was still around oh, at that point. Yes. Oh yes. Step, step by day, 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 day by day. Step by step. The five Yeah. Okay. We're diverting yeah, again. ABC. No way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All I got for Tim Allen. We should do. We should do a TGIF show. No, we don't. Yes. Yeah, we do. Yes, yes, we, yeah, do. We, yes we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Dibs on. Dibs on. No, you can't call dibs until we. Yeah. There's two that I've, 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 there's, if I want. If we're calling dibs, I'm going to call you dibs on mine then. Go ahead. 
I'm called Boy Meets World. <sighs> you fucker. What was oh. that on? That wasn't. It wasn't a TGI. Yes, yeah, it, it was. was. Yes, it was. was. Yeah. Yes, oh yeah. Was. Yep. Oh. Yeah, it was. Well, that was after my time. Then. I recently rewatched that whole than fucking series, so oh, it's I so feel good. bad for you. You know what else that was good? Cool. And, and then we'll get back on track. But Girl Meets yeah. World was actually very good as well. It was actually yeah. very good. Well. I was really surprised good. Yeah. how good that show was. Like, I'm kind of sad of, it got you know, canceled after the one season. Yeah. Was it just one season? I thought it was yeah. two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It might have been. One I think it was. It might have been one. two. I think you're right. But I actually enjoyed Girl Meets World. Yeah, I did too. I think it. Well, the other one went on to be one of the Disney singers, so she sings everything for Disney. Yeah, this is true. Oh, the blonde-headed one. Yeah, the bad girl, the female Sean. Girl. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Damn. (laughs) All right. Good. Can't keep up. Who's next? Well, I'll go next. Speaking of Disney people that have not been in the limelight kept their personal life personal <laughs> kept it personal yeah. I'll talk about my person so 1998 Disney bestowed upon this actor the title of Disney legend Disney lost themselves to Daisy Duke cutoffs one of them Fruit of Loom tank tops ruby red lips <laughs> milky white skin baby blue eyes name was Russell <laughs> <laughs> and I we, did that for you, Mikey. And we ain't talking cold. Mikey, <laughs> Mikey, gets it. Imagine I Russell do. Lawrence Cole and fucking Daisy Dukes. <laughs> See, I was going Kurt Russell Cole. That's so fucking great. <laughs> Russell Lawrence Cole with a fucking mullet looking like Tango and Cash. Oh my god, I love it so much. Oh my god, bro. Wait. <laughs> Russell, can you please you, be can wait. you please be a young Kurt Russell for Halloween this year? <laughs> yeah, just, that just would be a high map. Russell I think you all you all missed the reference. I thought Mikey for sure would get oh, the reference. No, I don't get things. Don't look surprised. Bloodhound gang. Oh. Lap dance is better when the strippers. Yeah, crying. I only remember the part about <laughs> needing okay, the balls like in, in a tube sock. <laughs> That's the opening line. To- oh Never my mind. god. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry to let you down, pop pop. You did. Thank you. You did. I'm crying inside. So, Kurt Volker Russell was born in Springfield, Massachusetts on March 17, 1951. The son of Bing Russell, an actor and baseball player, and Louise Julia Russell, a dancer. Kurt has three sisters Jill, Jamie, and Jody. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, and it's That's not what I even. It's just, why wouldn't. <laughs> well, first of all, the father's name of Bing. <laughs> Yes, because the only person who can get away with that is Bing, Bing Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the only that's the only way that's allowed. And then, how do you get Russell after what was it? Kurt. Jill, Jamie, and Jody. You couldn't go and with his John. His first name. His first name is Kurt. First name is Kurt. Middle name is Vogel. Okay, Vogel. yeah. Some they just got fucking lazy, or that's the wrong kid. What's a Vogel? I don't know. The, Nothing. It didn't say. What's a Vogel with the, you? Said. <laughs> The family re- relocated to LA when he was a boy, where he later played Little League Baseball. He became acting he began acting at age 12 with an uncredited part in It Happened at the World's Fair, where he kicked a pilot in the leg. That pilot was Elvis Presley. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, that's not the only Elvis reference to his life story. You think so he, April, did, did he pull the kick, or you think he really cracked him in the shin? 
I don't know. It doesn't say. God, I wish. Nothing said. I, I think she actually did kick him. Yeah, you're damn right. So, in April 24th, 1963, Russell guest starred in the ABC series Our Man Higgins, starring Stanley Holloway as an English butler in an American family. Later, he played the title role in the ABC Western series The Travels of Jamie McFeeters. The show was based on Robert Lewis Taylor's novel, which won the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction in 1959. In 1964, Russell guest starred in Nemesis, an episode of the ABC series The Fugitive, in which, as the son of police lieutenant Philip Gerard, he is unintentionally kidnapped by his father's nemesis, Dr. Richard Kimball. In NBC's The Virginian, Fugitive. he played the mistaken orphan whose father was an outlaw played by Rory Calhoun, who was still alive and recently released from prison looking for his son. Russell played a similar role as a kid named Packy Curlin in the 1964 episode Blue Heaven for the Western series Gunsmoke. At age 13, Russell played the role of Jungle Boy in an episode of CBS's Gilligan's Island. Jungle Boy. <laughs> That's awful. Wait, that he is was so bad. He was on Gilligan's Island. He was on Gilligan's Island? On February 6, 1965, he was on Gilligan's That's Island. He played Jungle Boy. what always cracks me up about Gilligan's uh, Island is the island was so fucking small. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, where did these people, like, like these, yep. you know, he was side characters come from? He was he was in Jungle he to Jungle. Adored. I mean, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> fine. It's fine. This is one of the reasons why I wanted this story because this was amazing to me, and I don't. I nobody knows why this happened or how it happened, but this is what jump started his career. In 1966, the last thing that Walt Disney wrote were the words "Kurt Russell" on a piece of paper. Well. Do you know why Kurt was on his mind? Nobody's no, quite I mean, sure. I, I could not find. Nobody's quite sure. I could not find a definite because answer. There were multiple different theories, but nobody's a hundred percent sure. Two weeks before Walt Disney passed away, he finished the film with Fred McMurray, and one of the boys in the movie was Kurt Russell. So he had just done a movie with Kurt Russell. Right before but he why? passed, but why? But why? You mean like why say well, why him? Yeah, like nobody knows why he said it. Uh, we know that like they were, we know that they were connected, right? But nobody knows why he mentioned the name. Oh well, fuck, I don't. And fuck, well, we got your Ouija board and figure this shit out, Maria. Yes, because, because, because he knew, and because, period. Because, 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 because. Because of the <laughs> wonderful things Kurt does. We're off to the jungle. <laughs> that led to Kurt being signed to a 10-year contract with the Walt Disney Company, where he became, according to Robert Osborne, the studio's top star of the 70s. Russell's first film for Disney was Follow Me Boys in 1966. Yep. In January of 1967, Russell played Private Willie Prentice in the episode Willie and the Yank, the Mosby Raiders in Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. During this time, Russell continued to guest star on non-Disney TV shows like um, Charade of Justice, Lost in Space, and then while filming the Sherman Brothers theatrical film musical, The One and Only Genuine Original Family Band, he met Goldie Hawn. And that was 1968. Oh, that's when they in met. 1969, that's when they met. Oh. But 
that's not when that's they that's not when they got, got together. together. Okay. No. He made the horse in the gray flannel suit in 1969 and guns in the heather in 1969 as well. 1970, he narrated the animated short Dad Can I Borrow the Car? He also appeared in a Disney television show, The Secret of Boyne Castle. And alongside with the Osmond brothers, he hosted the 1970 The Wonderful World of Disney episode, Disneyland Showtime. And in that episode, he introduced viewers to a new Disney theme park adventure, The Haunted Mansion. Wow, my bad. Your bad what? <laughs> what did you do? Nothing. It's just like I didn't realize he, he was like this involved with. He like, was Disney's boy. Everything. At the time. He oh, was, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck. So this is when Disney promoted him to starring roles in The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes in 1969, which was a big hit. He followed it up with The Barefoot Executive in 1971, which is another success. In 1971, he co-starred as a young robber released from jail alongside James Stewart in Fool's Parade. He guest starred in an episode of Room 222 as an idealistic high school student who assumed the costumed identity of Paul Revere to warn of the dangers of pollution. What? Um, what? Yeah. When did he Probably act of the... opposite of Jack K? <laughs> That's 227, not 222. <laughs> Sorry. Are you, though? Are you? No, no exactly. Okay. Not really. <laughs> So in the early 70s, he switched to playing baseball. He was a switch-hitting second baseman for the California Angels minor league affiliates. And I, I giggled when I heard the name of this team. It's called the Bend Rainbows. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, what? Wow. The Bend Rainbows. <laughs> what? And then the Walla Walla Islanders. Oh, from Walla Walla, Washington. Yes. yes. Thank so you, So an injury Bugs to his Bunny. rotator cuff. An injury to his rotator cuff ended his baseball career and brought him back to acting. He returned to Disney in 1975 with the strongest man in the world. And then in 1981, to me, was his best Disney role ever. He voiced Copper in <laughs> Box of the Hound. And that's why Tim picked Kurt Russell. That's the second time. That's the second reason why I picked <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> when Maria brought us this list and she put them all out. I was like, I got dibs on Kurt Russell. You were the first one to answer. Yeah, first one. <laughs> in 1992, Kurt returned to the Walt Disney Studios to star in Touchstone's Captain Ron. <laughs> With Mark Short. Yep. Oh, I forgot that this he was in that. It, he was it, the, the Captain Ron. I forgot that that was him. <laughs> they move his eye patch over. <laughs> In 1993, he portrayed White Earp in Hollywood oh, Pictures Tombstone. Such a good movie. Such a good fucking movie. Oh, also, so good. in fact, in an interview in 2006, Russell claimed that he ghost-directed Tombstone on behalf of credit director George P. Cosmatis, saying he gave Cosmatis shot lists, and Russell claims Stallone recommended Cosmatis to him after the removal of the first director, Kevin Jar, and said that he wouldn't he, he promised uh, Cosmatis he wouldn't say anything until Cosmatis died. Right after Cosmatis died, he came out and said he, he ghost-directed Tombstone. Huh. Uh. <laughs> Adam? Uh. No. Too soon? No, I just... I don't know how much I believe. 
of that because like I mean nothing he's ever done precluded me to believe him to be a liar. Um but... what else has he directed? Nothing I don't yeah, no, exactly that that's, he could direct. Yeah, I'm gonna direct this masterpiece of a movie is what he's saying. And, and then never direct again. Is that what you're is yeah. that what you're calling bullshit or, on? Before or before. God, I hope he calls you up. Listen, yeah, yeah, okay. I'll be yeah, I would like drop shit if he picks up the phone. So he, and, first of all, he has to find my number. <laughs> then, like, yeah, wait, I, wait, wait. That means that him. Kurt Russell would listen to us, guys. Yeah, that that would be. Oh, a, I would die I, if Kurt Russell yeah. listened to us. That means Goldie Hawn is listening to us, and I love Goldie Hawn. <laughs> yeah, overboard. So, <laughs> you would die by proxy. <laughs> yes, it's it's yeah. Yeah, Jason. So the other biopic getting that phone call. Um. Yeah, no, I think... Hello, I, sir, I have, I I have a... Mr. Russell on the phone for you. I don't know who the fuck Mr. Russell is. Get out. Oh, well, again, my first thought is... <laughs> Russell Lawrence Cole? I don't, <laughs> yes. I don't, like, okay. I don't understand what's happening here. Cole's got a professional assistant yeah, calling I'm me. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, put him through. What does he want? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see them Benjamin Franklin eyeglasses. Come here. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. Nope. Yep. <laughs> so the other biopic that he did was the role of United States Olympic hockey coach Herb Brooks in 2004's Miracle. Oh. Great movie. I saw it in a theater. That film released the story of the Miracle on Ice, the gold medal triumph of the underdog American hockey team at the 1980 Winter Olympics. In 2005, Kurt starred as the world's most famous superhero in the Disney family comedy Sky High. I love it. Would admit I have never heard of this movie. I fucking I, love what? it. Never it's seen got it. Half the kids in the hall in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, alright, so I have to I have to watch it then. Is it on Disney? It Plus? is. Fucking and the chin. I can't think of his name right now. So in 2017 he played Ego the Living Planet in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And that same year, he and Goldie received stars in a double ceremony on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So now, wait a minute. Overboard wasn't Disney. I don't care. No. I love that movie. It's it was so good. Well, Seventh but, Wonder of the World. Right, we're, we're getting we're getting to this now. So Russell married actress Susan Hubley in 1979, and they have a son, Boston. Oh, they divorced in 1983. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in seven. Okay, I'm in. They. I like her. Divorced in 1983, and Kurt began his relationship with Goldie Hawn after starring alongside her in Swing Shift and Overboard. Love that movie so, so much. Good. It is so good. good. <laughs> Fuck that the remake. remake. The remake with Kate Hudson. Was... That wasn't Kate Hudson. That was Anna Ferris. Was it Anna yeah, Ferris? No, I don't know. Anna I didn't Ferris. see the remake. No, it's Anna Ferris. That's why I didn't see so it. So bad. Yeah. They have a son, Wyatt, who's also a Disney actor. Yes. One of the most Ooh. hated Disney actors of all time. Yes. Can't fucking stand his reprisal of Captain America. It wasn't a reprisal. They his, were yeah. them pushing him to be he, Captain America. Fucking, I said what I said. Okay. You slurred what you slurred. <laughs> she definitely sounded slurred in my ears, guys, that time. Yes. He is a bag of dicks. Goldie Hawn's daughter with Phil Hudson. <laughs> Actress Kate Hudson considers Russell her father. We're good. There's a lot about the character. I think it was my dad, Russell. (laughs) In an interview with people in December 2020, Russell revealed that he and Han never felt the need to marry, stating that a marriage certificate wasn't going to create anything that otherwise we wouldn't have. 
pair have homes in Vancouver, British Columbia, Snowmass Village, Colorado, New York City, Brentwood, and Palm Desert, California, but they moved to Vancouver in 2003 so their son could play hockey. I'm, I'm so glad that uh, he's very out of the limelight and nobody knows anything about his personal yeah, life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you don't hear stories about no, them, no, really. I mean, they know where they fucking they have houses. I mean... <laughs> we, I mean, like, there's... We did an episode on him and his wine stuff and why he's got a house in Colorado so mm-hmm. they can... We're getting, we're getting oh, to Okay, that. I mean, I feel like we already got Here's some it. interesting facts about Mr. Russell. In 1980, Russell was nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series for a special for the made-for-television yeah. film, Elvis. Yes, he played Elvis. This 1979 movie would transition Russell's Hollywood career as a child actor to an adult actor, <laughs> which was directed by John Carpenter, and it started a multi-film career with the two of them, which we didn't talk about, Escape from L.A. The thing. Because, yeah. They were non-Disney shit, so I left it out. I mean, we'd be here for he, hours if we just oh, talked yes. about his career. Yeah. Oh, I listen. I cut a lot of crap out because this we, we could do a whole show on Kurt oh, yeah. Russell. It, it sure as shit better have the pork chop express in it. He must have had uh, an, a love affair with Elvis because he also played the voice of Elvis in Forrest Gump. Oh shit! No joke. <laughs> yep, I didn't know that until today. Oh wow! That's well, awesome. who did John F. Kennedy? I do believe he said he had a pee. I don't know. So we already talked about the winery, so we were no, we already talked about Tombstone. So in 2008, Kurt entered into a partnership with Empelos to create Goji Wines after Goldie, and it is officially part of the Disney family of wineries, which Fred McMurray is also yes. part of that in this in this group. He's also an FAA licensed private pilot holding single multi-engine and instrument ratings. And is an honorary council member of the humanitarian aviation organization, mm-hmm. Wings of Hope. Which Wings of Hope is a medical relief and air transport program that serves patients throughout the Midwest. Oh. If they can't afford life, uh, life span, or what is, what is the uh, helicopter? Life flight? Life flight, yes. Okay. In 2020, he was inducted into the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. The in the Hall of Great Western Performers. Wow. Yeah, Western Performers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right up there's Clint Eastwood. Sure. <laughs> Probably. And he's never forgotten his Disney roots, quoting, The Disney years were my education into the film business. I was fortunate enough to be able to work there consistently. I mean, really, he n- never left permanently. Never yeah. He's he's always kind of been one foot in the door. Yeah. He's always come mm-hmm. back. It's not Disney, but his recent like his Netflix thing, The Christmas Chronicles, where he plays Santa. That that's a fucking great movie. If you haven't seen oh, it yet. I haven't seen that one yet. The first one. It's a hell of a lot better it. than that Noel thing that that oh, Disney. Yeah. I like it. I like It was bad. It was I'm cute. saying Christmas Chronicles. I thought was a whole lot better. Well, we gave up our Netflix, so. Yeah. Mm. No. Trugle it. I'm not paying $25 for that fucking $20 fucking Netflix. It's not fucking worth it. Tim's gone. Well, I guess oh, he's shit. done. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. That's his closing remark. <laughs> 
He's like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll go then. Yeah. You're the last one, so it's by default. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought we had five people earlier, so well, you can't say true. that. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> all right. So I'm I'm going back into the 80s, 90s, and I'm going to give you a little rundown on uh, a young, uh, not really a young gentleman, but a, a guy by the name of Frederick Allen Moranis. No. No, no, don't do no. that. Okay. Frederick Allen Moranis. He's he's Canadian. I wasn't sure. <laughs> he was born in uh, April 18, 1953 in Toronto, Canada. He's one of them really funny people. Um, If you don't, I mean, it, it's a household name. Everybody knows who, who he is. But uh, his, his early career he followed the path that lots of uh, other comedic actors kind of did back in the um, early 80s he did like radio then he did local tv spots uh and that kind of turned into doing regional tv spots and then you know uh, a friend of his who who did comedy as well a guy named dave thomas says hey won't you come be on uh, the third season of sctv which was canada's version of saturday night live second city television and uh, he was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And next thing you know, he's coming up um, alongside uh, freaking comedic acting legends like uh, John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Harold Ramitz, Martin Short. Just, I mean, it's the who's who of funny in the late 80s, early 90s, to be honest. Um, now, I actually remember Rick Moranis... Uh, Moranis, I won't say Moranis. Moranis, well, when I was a kid, I remember with my dad watching Strange Brew, which was actually um, Moranis' first uh, feature film. And I used to watch it with my dad. And I saw more than one occasion. It was just, there's something about it that resonated with me. It's totally hilarious. It uh, was this movie that took a, his, his characters that he made with Dave Thomas while they were shooting. Um, SCTV and then the Canadian Broadcasting Company, the CBC stuff, they made up these two characters just to fill in some time and they ended up being like the reason people tuned in. So they got a full-blown uh, freaking film off of it. It, it. I just Something about it was totally hilarious. Um, after Strange Brew in 83, his acting career just completely shot off and it reads like uh, what would have been like Mikey's ultimate home on summer vacation from school playlist from like 84 to 1990. It's Ghostbusters, uh, Brewster's Millions, Club Paradise, Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, mm. Ghostbusters 2, Honey, I Shrunk mm. Kids, Parenthood, My Blue Heaven. Honestly, I have seen all of those movies multiple times. Um, even my blue you've heaven. been watched Ghostbusters two multiple times. I, I am sorry. I, no, I. You know what? I, I actually. Um, I like when when they get up in the uh, in in That's the Statue of Liberty movie. You know, yeah, it's just is a bad movie. I thought it was nice to see you know him, and uh, I, or his Lewis and Janine explore their relationship further. Some character. Uh, development. Uh, development. Yeah. I understand. It's still a bad one. <laughs> I enjoy it. I I will always I will always enjoy it because they all got like they they got mad because of the ooze and then made the ooze happy and 
statue that would walk. Anyway. That's bad. Um, yeah, fucking all those, especially Brewster's Millions. Love that with uh, with Richard Pryor. John Candy's fucking hilarious. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It'll, you'll crack up the whole time. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that that for me was like a hell of a lineup. Um, I would totally binge watch that all the time, and I would go ahead and throw in Little Giants just uh, for the hell of it because oh. that, that's another great movie. It's not a Disney movie, unfortunately. What? Oh my god! I wish it's not. It's yeah, right. It's another one that you oh, think is. Oh my gosh, I didn't know but that. But it's not. It's telling you. I know. The, the best part about that movie is you're watching it and you're like, okay, that's. Al Bundy, but he so looks kind of fit good. in that movie, you know? It's, it's, it's great. It's Devin Sawyer. Such Sawy. a good movie. Anyway, um, so now on to uh, Rick Moranis' Disney stuff. Now, his first role with Disney was as Professor Wayne Zielinski in 89's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And I don't think I need to tell anyone listening to this what that film's about. I hope not. It, uh, the, the, the title almost says it all. I mean... He almost, almost. <laughs> it, it doesn't cover the animosity with his neighbor, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a classic, and, and everyone you know should have seen it by now. But this was the film that put him on the list for this show as a prominent Disney father figure because he does send the uh, spend rather the, the entire film trying to find his kids and also his neighbor's kids because they all got shrunk. Can I tell you the most traumatizing part of that movie? You can't. I'm going um, to. Wait, I'm going the film to. Was a... oh, wait, okay. I'm, go- I'm going to. The most traumatizing part of that movie is when he is hanging over the yard with his... Oh, with the big magnifying with, yes. glass? And the fucking wife comes out and pulls this rope and he falls on the fucking lawn. She could have killed her children at that moment in time. And she and her just neighbor's kid. she just I don't even I don't want to I don't want to utter her name. It's a, it's it's a, a Disney disgrace. movie. She wasn't going to kill the kids. Um, right. No, parents die. Disney movies, not kids. Yes. Except uh, for finding Nemo. Did she a know lot they of kids were died. at that point. Yes. Oh, but one. No, she didn't. She didn't. No, no. because oh. after no. that, she was on the other side of his apparatus to balance it out. And yes. they were both swirling yeah. around looking. That was when she found out. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Shit. That happens. <laughs> Not often. But mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. I do research on my part mm-hmm. of the show, Maria. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure she didn't know. It's still that. traumatizing. You know, she played one of the nurses in MASH. Really? <clears throat> I did yeah, not. Know not Lips Houlihan, oh. but just one of the other nurses. I want to say Hot Lips just died recently. I know she it's did. been a long time. She Wait, did. They're, not they're, they're definitely blue now. Um, Fuck, mm, Mikey. That's yeah. not cute. <laughs> that's, Neither are her blue lips. Not... Oh. Are you sure they're blue or they're just not existent at this point? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she was made it or not, but... Oh, no, wait. No, the reddest one did not die. Oh. <laughs> well, it's Adam's killing everybody. Oh, well, I do that all the time. He is George R. Ask... R. Martin up in this yes. bitch. No. Adam kills everybody. No, I always think people are dead. Well, like constantly. Well, okay. <laughs> back, back to someone that a lot of folks thought were dead for a little while. Um, eh. So after, Ish. Uh, it, it, yeah, yeah, it, dead adjacent. Um, oh, not now, quite. <laughs> the film was a huge success for Disney. These numbers actually blew my fucking mind. 
Um, it almost covered its $18 million budget just on the domestic opening weekend sales alone. Well, I want to say it also came out during a time where there weren't a lot of family-friendly movies. That 89, say, I don't know what else was out yeah. 89. I mean, if it's it was, June, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there were a lot of family-friendly movies that I can honestly remember that impacted me in 89. Considering I graduated high school in 92. Well, it went on um, for its worldwide gross to hit almost a quarter of a billion dollars. Which in 89, it's like, I didn't do the Maria math on this. That's a lot of money. That's a shitload of money. You could have said fuck ton. I mean, this fuck ton of money. No, it is. not a problem. I saw $222 million and I was like, holy shit. So Disney was also like, holy shit, let's make more of them. And they did. Mm -hmm. uh, they made two more. Well, I guess technically kind of three more of them. Um, Moranis also played Zelensky in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, where he enlarged the baby. And then in 1997, he was in Honey, I Shrunk the Family, which he shrinks everybody. And that actually had an entirely new cast with him. Um, he was the only original member from the first movie that returned to film that one. And then uh, in between that, in 94, you had at the Epcot's Imagination Institute. No, don't do it. Don't do it. There was do Honey, I Shrunk it. the Audience, don't where he it. was Wayne Zielinski again in a 4D presentation that I sat through two and a half minutes of on YouTube and was like, eh. Oh, I did that in person Here. several times. So did I. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And it replaced the best Epcot show ever. Oh, see, I never saw the one before. Well, like other 4D movies, you wore the 3D goggles, and I assume it had, like, so it had, it, it fucking, it, tell me it had wind when he was on his hover thing. It did. Uh, okay. Yes, and, and wind, it had water. water. Yep, when the dog came and sniffed at you. Okay, mm -hmm. so it was Stitch. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's what 4D is, just saying. Well, I, I, I don't remember the smell though. What was the smell? You're stuck no, there in a 2D world. There was no smell. I don't. But that would technically be 3D for you. Mm-hmm. It, it's 4D for us, 3D for you. Whatever. No, not on the screen. Same. It would be in 2D because I wouldn't say that third dimension that it comes out in. So okay, yes. Yeah, yes. it'd be 2D in the screen it and be 3D, 3D because I, the, the rest uh, of my senses still work. I can, I can smell and I can feel. Jesus I just can't love. Mm-mm. You're broken. Now, in 1997, uh, he kind of took a day off. Um, a day? And, and yeah. hasn't been back in a, on screen in a feature film since. In 1991, Anne Belinsky, a makeup designer and his wife of 15 years, died of cancer. So he had been raising their two kids since 1991 by himself and still managed to put out seven movies between 91 and 97. Jeez. He decided that's no way to raise a family so he pulled back from a lot of his uh, on-screen acting so he could focus on what was important to him which would have been raising his and Anne's two kids. Um, I wonder, actually, you know, if he thought about that, like if he knew he can get in and kind of get out with the amount of money. I'm sure that that's something that had to have been considered. 
I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to say that I, when I was doing this, I, I mean, I, I, this isn't something I looked for, but it's something that popped up on the screen when I was scrolling. I want to say I saw somewhere like his net worth was like single digit millions right now. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But, um, so yeah, he, he focused on the kids and he basically stopped all acting completely until 2001 where he did some voiceover work in an animated film for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Hmm. I didn't look to see what he did, but that's where he came back after his hiatus in 97. Um, and he basically stuck to voiceover work because in 2003, um, he did... Uh, Brother Bear, along Look with that. It, it's so a cartoon good. that's got the Joker in it. No. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. You need you need that Walking Phoenix. You need to, you okay. need to watch the Walking Dead. The Walking Phoenix. You need oh, to watch Oakland. the. He's retaining water. You, <laughs> shut up. You need. To, <laughs> is this is this that guy who who used to sing with the hat? Yes, and the the treadmill that. Jamiroquai. Oh, I love him. Oh, Jamiroquai. Oh, wait. Maria's going to say, are we finished? Are you done? No, I'm going to say are we're finished. Wrap this shit up. Let's take it, take it home. You have to watch the the commentary uh, version of the movie with the two moose, which obviously... Meese? Meese. Mooses. Um, which is... One is Rick Moranis, but it's, it's like yeah, a science... Yeah, yeah whatever 3000 is it so do i watch the movie or do i watch it with the commentary you watch the movie and then you watch the version with the commentary well the, the the moose bros um are uh rut is the uh, character that rick Moranis does the voice for and took is the character that Dave Thomas does the voice for, and Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas go back to their days in SCTV, as well as being Bob and Doug McKenzie from Strange Brew. So when you watch Brother Bear, you hear Bob and Doug McKenzie because it's basically the same characters as a couple of moose guys. And that's the reference I was waiting for. Only. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, I mean, the, yeah, it's that. That's that. That's what you're hearing, and it's. It's funny because they just didn't even try to be not those two characters. They literally were those two characters, but furry with uh, woven uh, hooves. It, 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 it <laughs> makes Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> now, uh, three years later, he um, did voiceover work in Brother Bear 2, which was, I think, a direct-to-DVD film. Uh, yeah. Again, also with uh, Dave Thomas. And that is quite literally the last feature-length film he has been in, voiceover or what. Hasn't there been rumors, though, that he's been attached to a whole bunch of things recently? Yeah. Now, uh, in, in the mean, now he has done voiceover work for other things and other TV spots uh, where he's been the McKenzie brothers again. He actually voiced, a, he did the voice work for a cameo of Lord Helmet in an episode of the Goldbergs oh, back oh, to space. I didn't Ball. know that. That's awesome. Did, yes. And if you um, were watching all the episodes of Prop Culture on Disney Plus, episode five, yep. 
he uh, is, is on that one. I, I honestly, I, I, for the Honey, I Shrunk the Kid stuff. Um, most recently, I guess you can find him on various YouTube clips where he was uh, mugged on the streets of New York in 2020. What? Yeah, yeah. you didn't, you didn't hear about that. He got yeah. fucking knocked the hell out by a dude oh, at 7.30 a.m. Yeah. What? Fucking Rick Moranis, man. I did not. I'm sure I knew about that at the time, but I totally yeah, didn't realize. So, um, now, most, 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 most recently, he's been attached to the fourth installment of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise, simply called Shrunk, opposite, uh, a character which would be his son reprising the role of the inventor and being played by Disney's current golden boy. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Josh, Josh Gad. <laughs> that's where I was going with that. So, uh, Josh Gad. Oh, oh, yeah. That's right. I did hear about that. I don't think he's quite as golden as he used to be. Well, though. I don't one know. Of, I just, he's, one he's, of, he's fucking in it. He's in a lot of stuff. One of the golden boys. So... That, that may be the next time that you actually... Because that's the next... If you look at his IMDb page, there's nothing. And then that is what the next thing is attached to. So, but... Well... Yes? There's also an afternoon with SCTV that... Yeah, get, no, he, he did he did a lot of a lot of TV stuff. But, like, as far as feature-length things, he hasn't done a whole lot. But, yeah, afternoon with SCTV, that's uh, Netflix... It, it hasn't been picked up. Okay. It was from CTV, uh, but it hasn't been picked up yet. Um, now, for happier news coming off of the incident there in New York, he um, has won some awards. In 1982, he shared a Primetime Emmy Award with the rest of SCTV for comedy writing. In 1990, he won the American Comedy Award for Funniest Supporting Actor in Parenthood, which, tell me how you're supposed to act opposite of uh, fucking... Steve Martin. Oh, he did fucking amazing, though. That's such a good movie. Yeah, I he, love that. Just, movie. That is one of my favorite and, and movies. I, I, for, my brain kept telling me that he was also in SCTV, but he was on SNL. Yeah. While. Yes. And, and the problem with that is yeah. Martin Short bridged the gap between both. And that's where it always yes. fucks me up. Um, And then in 1995, the Gemini Awards gave him the Earl Grey Award, which is a T. I was or, just going to say. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. Remember, this is 1995. He won the Earl Grey Award for Best Cast on SCTV, which was fucking like 20 years before. So I don't know how that award <coughs> happens, but, uh, he, you know, he's there. And then in 2006, he got a Grammy nomination for Best Comedy Album for his, his second actual music album he released called The Agoraphobic Cowboy. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, then. Mm. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. Agoraphobic and, and, and cowboy. That, that is not, no, nope, that's not nope. how it goes. Mm-hmm. Now, he's got a, 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 a second <laughs> or a third album that they re- that he released a little while back. I think 2015 or something like that. It's called, it's, I listened to like three of these songs. They fucking cracked me up the whole time. It's called My Mother's Brisket and Other Love Songs. I was like, okay. And I, and, I, and I read about it and, and he actually, he, Rick Morenis has, has said that uh, regarding that album, 
when he first he says, when I first began writing jokes and sketches, this would have been for SCTV, he says, with various Jewish partners, one of us would inevitably stop writing at that point and announce it's too Jewish. It's too Jewish for the star, too Jewish for the show, and too Jewish for the network, or even the audience. And he says, the songs on this album are all in that category. Oh, fuck, I need to listen to this Adam, shit. Adam, you do, because <laughs> I, I listen to several of them, and it gets, there, there's some Yiddish about, about, he, he says, do I need I'm, to translate? He's what he's, I'm hearing. <laughs> the song is, I'm old enough to be your shady. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Adam, it's fucking, it's hilarious. Even, even That's the awesome. song about my mom's brisket, it's funny. So, so yeah, he's, he's not been gone, uh, but he just, he, he, he decided he quit acting and realized he didn't miss it a whole lot. Like he turned down. Uh, a small paycheck to come be a cameo on, you know, that other Ghostbusters movie that we don't talk about. Which one? There's been like three. Yes. <laughs> Not the second one because he was in it. So, um... The one but... he should have turned down, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> he had more lines. I guess. He didn't get locked out. But I... Suddenly, Seymour. Rick, Rick Morama... <laughs> yeah. Rick Moranis is just... I can't. I can't not watch a movie that that he's in when it's on. Even I, I tell you right now, I absolutely it's not Disney, but I love Little Shop of Horrors. That is my yes. absolute favest, yes. favorite, um, favest, favest. <laughs> which which we discussed that on the show because I had to cover. Is that's is that uh, Minkin? Yeah, Minkin. Yeah, Mink, Mink, yes. Minkman. Yeah, we talked about that before, and I and I, and I mentioned it. And it's just. It's one of those few movies you can watch, and when you're finished, you're like, that was fucking flawless. So, huge fan of uh, Rick Moranis. Mm. Been around as long as I have. Longer, I guess, because I'm only 43. Good for you, Rick. <laughs> did you did you catch him in the uh, Mint Mobile commercial on YouTube with yes. Ryan Reynolds? Oh, yes. no, uh, I didn't. I, I, I was so happy just to see him on screen again, man. Just it was. I think that was the first Mint Mobile commercial ago. they did. That yeah, came out I, I, a long I think it was. I think it was in 2020. I don't know. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. So, that's, it's been a minute. Yeah, he. It's it's good stuff. All of these actors, even the old dude that uh, Maria mentioned, Fred McMurray. Fred, mm, good old Fred. Thanks. Uh, and and I did watch a lot of uh, my three sons on Nick and I growing up. So yeah, I did grow up watching him as well. So I'll I'll. All four of these guys, just, you know, maybe not so much Adams, but most of these guys are just class <laughs> acts. Wow. Well, you know what? I give I, I no, them all credits for different reasons. I mean, you have the guy who stopped pretty much everything to take care of his family. That's a dad. Mm-hmm. Yes. You That's had the one who made sure his family was set up and created a farm and everything. Yeah. You have the not necessarily traditional family where the parents are not necessarily married, but pretty much adopted a kid that technically wasn't his. It's a blended yeah. family. A blended family and raised that 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 kid as their own and moved to a different country so one kid could play hockey. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have the, the dad who didn't necessarily make all the right decisions, but 
still ended up okay. Yeah. Which I mean, that's that probably most of us or not all of us grew up with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you're not, I, you're I, not I wrong. I think out, out, of, out of the four, I think we have a pretty solid group of dads here. Yeah. I think you're right. Damn it, Maria. Good good job on picking uh, who we should pick from. Thanks. I do what I can. And I can, and, and I can you know what, what I do. We are thankful for it. Okay. I don't know if that sounds right, but I'll go Me or her. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and Elephant's faithful 100%, right, Maria? Yeah. What book? I don't know. Fuck. Oh, fuck me, Maria. <laughs> Just hurt inside. Remember, brain turned off. No thinking. Thank you. When does it turn on? Um, When I'm physically <laughs> in my classroom. And I have to be responsible for children. So it was on like yesterday. Or no, this morning. It, yeah. Uh-huh. For a couple of hours. And the kids went bye bye, and I went. Doo, doo, doo. Oh God, yeah, it, it's we've been out of school down here for two weeks. Oh no, so today was it, our last it's, day. It's all confusing because I see so many people like my last day of school for the kid, and I'm like, yeah, but you guys, you guys go back early, earlier than we do. I have no idea. I don't know when the harvest is in Arkansas. I have one tomato plant. Oh, oh there you go. Stephanie Tenson, so. All right. Hey, you know what? Happy Father's Day to all of these uh, dads. I mean, maybe not Fred. He's happy Father's Day. Fred's, Fred's, I didn't Fred's say dead. It. Drop dead, Fred. Yeah. And uh, you've done already had his. This mm. Many of them. <laughs> many of them. Good. Good on you, Mr. McMurray. And hey, all you other uh, daddy boys out there listening to the the show, happy Father's Day if this comes out in time. If it doesn't, then happy Totter's Day because that was his fault. <laughs> but Maria won't admit it because not she's be not going to be there. Day, no, so she I won't am, be able to like, remind him. I am, I am uh, a bad planner of vacations and planned my June vacation with the girls on the same weekend that Father's Day occurred. You know, you'd think they'd and, put you know it on the calendar. She, and, and you know what the funny part is? When she said she planned it, this is the weekend, from what I heard, that she chose. No, 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 no. No, you got, you got a condensed version of events. What I said was, I am out of school on the 10th. Can we not go that day? <laughs> <laughs> and then Amy Alverson said, oh, yeah, two weekends later is Elena's birthday. I need to be home for that. So really, it's not just my fault. Thank you very much. Wait, so, I would say it was just your well, fault. Well, it sounded like you were trying to. So Amy Alverson is also at fault. Leaving kids. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was just going to say Amy, Amy Alverson's right oh, up there with yeah. doing that. that and Antoinette, day. too. She'll be gone. So it's fine. I'm not the only one. We love our husbands, baby daddies. All right, I need to get off the computer real quick because lightning's going to strike in about three seconds, and I don't want right, to get yeah. whatever Maria okay, to flow uh, through the wires. Uh, <laughs> wrap it up. Maria, give us three seconds of closing remarks. Hey, come join our page. Bye. Facebook.com. Jeez, that's uh, not how that URL works. You said three seconds. That's what I, I got. I did. I did. And uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, just just find us on Facebook. Go join us. We, we have we. Tim, you get four seconds because fucking whatever she did. 
You know what Maria said. Gotta say Facebook.com. Slash group. There you go. Okay. Real quick for me, all you sheeters on the cruise, by the time you hear this, your shirt will probably already be taken down. That's what I'm saying. By the time you, well, I can't. It's Is probably it already taken down now. Yeah, we haven't even posted it no, yet. I have to it's okay, make sure it you let me know because no. I want that shirt, even though I can't go on the cruise tomorrow morning. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Okay. Right. Oh yeah, it'll be gone by when next week. There's no way it's okay. Now. I mean, I've, I've, I'll I'll post it yeah. on on the event page. I'll post it in the yeah. chat. That's the best I can do. You know, fuck it. I'll yeah. post it on the main page just for the hell of it. Post so, it there before you make it live no. on. Okay. Don't. Don't make it too crazy. Just okay. I, less, make sure you post it on the cruise page. For now, give it like a day or two, and try to keep it kind of low key, and then we can expand it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I got you. We'll do some variants. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, the cruise people are the ones. And Maria. Post it on the cruise page first, and then make it live so that people know about it. And they can go there when it goes live in case it gets taken yeah. down really quickly. And then, I, can't, I can't post it until it's live. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm telling him, I, I can't actually, I won't have a link to share mm. until it's live. No, you can't do a link when you put a picture of it and say, this is going to be live on this date. Go look at Bert's son. Oh, he didn't put the actual shirt. He didn't so. put the actual date. That's right. Yes, he did. Yes. Tomorrow. Anyway. It was on Listen, I hope you bought your shit, folks. And I'll see you on the boat. Mm-hmm. Also, by the light, your shirts, they're kind of fun. They look like Top Gun. Good times. Adam? Well, since Mikey talked about the cruise, he... <laughs> I glossed over it. Like, I really yeah. glossed over it. Shiny ass. So, again, we boat. have August 15th to August 19th for the first leg. August 19th to August 22nd on the second leg. Um, fish, fish extender group is still currently active. If you have not signed up and you want to sign up, please go to the page and sign up. I am closing that probably by the time this drops. So probably the weekend of the 19th. So that gives you a, a, about a little bit over a half a week if that's something you're interested in doing. So this way people have a chance to buy stuff. Next up, the next official event we have going is Wine and Dine. That is creeping up relatively quickly in November. When and in November is I don't that? Have, I don't have fucking dates mm. in front of me. Because it's in November, Maria. The early okay. part of November, the third or... Got it. That. I thought I had it and I don't have the right dates. That's all right. I'm sorry. And then... After that, we have Dopey, which is the second or third week in January. So, again, I will make official events for this. I just haven't had the opportunity to do so. So, just keep a lookout on the page. Most of these events will be posted in the running group page. We have a really big turnout for Dopey, and I'm really looking forward to seeing people out there. It's going to be fun. Now, on a little bit of a different note, I know we talk a lot about Mother's Day and people who don't necessarily have mothers, but... It kind of goes the same thing with Father's Day. I didn't really have that person growing up that I looked up to or like had that kind of male influence in my life. So if you find the need to reach out to somebody, reach out to our group. We're here to support each other. 
whatever you need. We, we try to make it as close-knit as I can. And that's all I got. Ditto. <laughs> I'll be your daddy. Ditto Marie is ditto. Well, she said she had a penis before, so... Uh, he's upstairs. Just, he's oh. sleeping now. Yeah, he's upstairs. <laughs> He'll be your daddy, too. This just reminds me of uh, another quote from a Kurt Russell movie, but not necessarily positive. Oh, okay. Well, it may have so, been your father, Bor, but he wasn't your daddy. Ah, yes. I mean, it's, it's a good point. I mean, a lot of us have grown up without that influential, quote unquote, or traditional father figure in your life. So again, if, if you're struggling around this time of year, know that you have a team that has your back. That's right. And with that, we want to tell you, wonderful, wonderful people, this is not goodbye. It's see you real soon. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Ciao. Happy Father's Day, Yondu. Hey, hey, hey.